This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper P. Quinnell, and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Actually, I'm in lots of pain, but I'll talk about that later. Yeah, we've 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 got stuff to talk about. I was sick yesterday. You're in pain from other stuff. We'll talk about get into all the details. Uh, in the outro of the podcast but first we've got to talk about Smackdown and specifically we're going to be talking about first uh, it seems like Alexa Bliss is getting very frustrated uh, on Smackdown so we're going to talk about that especially with her moment of bliss segment from this week so let's talk about it here's the show we're going to be talking about Alexa Bliss to start off with uh, because she had a segment on uh, this week's show which was hyped on social media it was a moment of bliss with a special mystery guest uh, that was supposedly going to set uh, Smackdown abuzz with the reveal of who the mystery person was so people started speculating about you know who could this mystery person possibly be some people were expecting you know there's been rumors of an evolution 2 coming soon some people were saying it could be Stephanie McMahon to come out and announce evolution 2 and all that stuff or it could be you know a big return of I don't know Ronda Rousey or it could be I don't know maybe Becky Lynch comes back to offer an update on her pregnancy or whatever it may be and it was Asuka which which was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I like I like Asuka. She's good. But it was just a bit anticlimactic after the hype. I yes. Think. Well, well it's, I'm glad it wasn't Becky Lynch because she shouldn't be going outside during uh, pan- pandemic. That is correct. Um, and obviously, Stephanie McMahon's far too uh, important to to go to the mm. performance center during a pandemic. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what everyone was expecting really. Uh, I 
can't see them just throwing this together on a random Friday night SmackDown. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was a perfectly acceptable surprise uh, yeah. to see Asuka, I, I think... and it kind of it it it, it builds Sunday. So yeah, can't for complain. sure. I mean, generally, like what it led into. I mean, I, I personally was uh, normally I try not to get my expectations up when it says, "Oh, it's a special mystery person." But I think on this occasion, because it's just been there's been a lot of stuff. It was five year uh, anniversary of the women's evolution, and. <laughs> You know, there was there was talks of Evolution Two coming soon and all that stuff. For for once, I was like, maybe it's something this five time. Five year, an- five year anniversary would suggest that it's still happening. Yeah, and there, but it's a lot. I saw a lot of people tweeting last week saying, "Yeah, it kind of ended last week though when you made them all do a karaoke <laughs> segment." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a nice five year run, guys. But so yeah. now, um, but yeah, the segment itself was fine. It was it was a bit off. Uh, Moment of Bliss segments tend to be a little bit weird in and of themselves, just because Alexa, it seems like they give her a load of material and just say, like, go out there and be funny, riff and all that stuff, and Nikki Cross is wacky, and you need to be kind of like the straight person in that and just be like, Nikki, calm down, let's talk about something to our guests and whatever. And she doesn't really ever really seem super comfortable in that role. But in particular this week, she seemed to just be like... There was no like light behind the eyes at all during when she was doing her introductory bits with Nikki. It was mm. very, very odd. Uh, it, it, I noticed it when I was watching it, and then I saw her afterwards as well. There was a, a tweet that we'll get into in a little bit, which kind of explained a little bit. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was it's a bit weird. It, it didn't sit right with me at all when she was when she was talking on the segment. No, she like I, I when I was watching it, I just thought, God, Alexi, you look dead behind the eyes you do it just it looked like she was just sick of doing this every week where she comes out and goes oh well you know we're gonna have another guest on the guest comes out and there was a fight uh and yeah the nikki says something wacky because she's wacky and she's from scotland and alexa has to go oh girl come on girl oh what a girl you are girl Oh, have you had your coffee, girl? I like coffee, girl, because I'm a girl, girl. Um, that's basically currently Alexa's yeah. gimmick. Um, and even in the beatdown, even in the the match that came from this segment, she was like on the sideline, and, and during the kind of beatdown just beforehand, she just did. She was sort of whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, like, and as well, I really like Alexa Bliss. I think she's a great character, and I think she can be really funny, and she can be really good in the ring. But it just, it just feels like she's bored at the moment. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, they, they had the introductory bits where she was hyping up her mystery guest. Nikki Cross was under the impression that it was her. She cut this kind of like fiery baby face promo, being like, "I'm going to beat Bailey. I'm going to be SmackDown Women's Champion." Alexa on the side, being like, "It's not. It's not you, Nikki." Um, Wait, what? It's not. It's it's not Nikki. Um, speaking of, for, I think this is probably the earliest we've ever done this. It's time for the SmackDown highlight of the week, ladies and gents. Boom. There it is. Straight away. We're getting straight into it today because at this exact moment, on a moment of bliss, when uh, uh, Alexa turned to Nikki and just said, Nikki, you're not my special guest. Someone in the crowd really didn't like that. Much like two weeks ago when someone really didn't like AJ Styles, which I'll replay for you now two weeks ago. <laughs> Someone really doesn't you like AJ. AJ. But in this one, someone really didn't like the fact that Nikki Cross wasn't the special guest. You are not my special mystery guest tonight. Are you nuts? 
Are you nuts? <laughs> Are you nuts? I, I love that. It really tickled me. That was so funny. Um, weirdly, that's been edited out of the YouTube version. Don't know why. Just has been. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess someone thought. Well, you know, there's, no, they're not nuts. It, of course, it was Asuka. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I just feel like you should keep that in it. It just adds a bit of like personality to the exactly. to the crowd. It's um, like when you when you hear the odd crowd member chant out yeah, something or like the, something so you know, loudly that everyone just starts and, laughing. Yeah, exactly. Or like an impromptu crowd chant that starts to catch on. It's like it gives people a bit of life. It gives something the people to kind of play off a little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah, so then it was revealed that it was in fact uh, sorry, it was Bailey and Banks that came out and interrupted before the special guest came out. And at this point, mm. I thought, oh, so there isn't a special guest. It was just to get Bailey and Banks there, and they just wanted to pop a rating. Um, but it wasn't the case. They did have a special guest, and it was Asuka. Uh, Bailey mm. and Banks did their usual heel stuff. Said they're going to be all the champs after Extreme Rules. Going to hold all the gold. They're the greatest. And then Alexa said, you know, you didn't let me finish uh, announcing who my special guest was. Out comes Asuka. They all get into a fight, and it leads to Nikki Cross and Asuka versus Bailey and Banks with Alexa at ringside. Um, mm. And normally, I'm all for those kind of before the pay view. You have your champions and your challengers kind of facing off in a tag match. I really like those tag matches that they normally do. This one, I I didn't. I felt like it didn't really click for me. Whatever for whatever reason, maybe it's just because it feels like we've seen Nikki Cross wrestle Bailey and Banks forever. Mm. It feels like it's been a good few months now where it's just been Nikki and Alexa and Bailey and Banks on SmackDown. So I, I don't know whether it was that that kind of got a bit old or maybe it's because, you know, they've been building the Asuka stuff with Bailey and Banks on Raw as well. So it didn't mm. feel too different to that. It's just something didn't quite work for me here, but it was yeah. a good concept. Well, well what, it, what it reminded me of is while I do like the character of Bailey Two Belts and I like the idea that Sasha becomes Bailey Two Bailey, Belts. Bailey Doss Straps, thank you very Sorry, much. Sorry, Doss Straps. Mm. Um, it did remind me that the, uh, the women's tag belts are currently just being used as props um because they're not no one's going for them no one cares about them right now i mean no one ever did care about them but especially now um but yeah i mean i feel i feel like it'll it'll if if banks were to win then they could start like defending they were like oh yeah we'll defend uh our titles the women's tag titles because they want to hold on for to their being heels they want to hold on to their single titles for as long as possible um but yeah just sort of i just went oh yeah they are also smackdown women's uh, sorry they are also women's tag champions and uh no one I mean, wants those i mean alexa and nikki did challenge for them i think a couple weeks ago i think on yeah Smackdown, that was more of an automatic say. rematch clause which no i guess exists. yeah yeah um but uh regardless so I, I i yeah so, someone didn't quite click for me for whatever reason um but then uh i thought it was a, a fine match that had a good finish i thought uh, it was, again, a, a Bailey classic. Uh, some distraction on the outside. Sasha went for a, a Meteora onto Asuka on the outside. She missed. Asuka threw Banks into the plexiglass. Bailey dropkick Asuka through the ropes. Uh, Cross went for her neckbreaker, which got countered by Bailey into a roll-up, um, using the ropes illegal pin uh, to pick up the victory, which is a Bailey, Bailey, Bailey staple at this point, um, to use the ropes and use a roll-up for the victory, which was fine. Yes. Um yeah, I, I thought it, it furthered. There was something else later on in the night as well that really kind of furthered the story that I'm more invested in now. Um, but then after the show, um, Alexa Bliss did a tweet, uh, which really kind of put everything into perspective, where she just said three words, which was just frustrated beyond belief. And 
for me, I think that obviously this is referring to what she's doing in WWE right now, but I I don't think it's a case of I don't have a title shot. I'm mad um, mm. because she she is a, you know a very highly decorated women's wrestler. She's held multiple uh, women's championships and all that stuff. I think she might just be frustrated with the same stuff all the time because it is just a moment of bliss and the Nikki Cross stuff doesn't really seem to be going anywhere. She's just kind of stagnant right now. Mm. And it wouldn't surprise me, this is pure speculation on my part, but it wouldn't surprise me if she's actively kind of pitching stuff to do and that the suggestion is getting shut down because no, yeah. we need you out there for a moment of bliss. No, you're the talk show host. That that that's that, that's your yeah. job now. You you're you're the you're the pretty one who who sits with the crazy one and mm -hmm. uh, who interviews people. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a really it's a shame because obviously she had so long she was out for so long with that with like the triple concussion or whatever she had. Um, so to bring her back and then not use her properly is sort of extra frustrating, like like she pointed out. I mean, I'm sure she was looking forward to kind of getting back in the ring, getting in some proper storylines, um, and that just sort of it hasn't happened. I mean, she it, she has helped elevate Nikki Cross because I don't think Nikki Cross would have had the same sort of success without Alexa Bliss mm -hmm. um, because people really like Alexa. So... In, in that sense, she's helped, but sort of, I think personally, she must be just getting a bit tired of of just doing the same thing every week, like turning up and going, oh, so what am I doing this week? And it's like, well, obviously a moment of bliss. What, what do you think you were doing this week? Yeah, it's, it seems like a touch of the Dean Ambrose's where, mm. you know, when when he was there and he'd turn up and he'd be like, what am I doing this week? He'd be like, oh, another wacky segment. Great. Yeah. It feels like that a kind of a similar thing for Alexa, just turning up and being like, oh, I'm doing a moment of bliss. And occasionally I might get to wrestle. And when I do, I'm probably going to be putting over uh, Nikki and her thing and just being Nikki's best friend. And that's it. Yeah. Also, something I forgot to mention at the start of it, they introduced Nikki Cross. <laughs> they said, welcome to a moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss and her enthusiastic best friend, Nikki Cross. So enthusiastic is one of those words, like it's the same when you call someone a character. What you mean <laughs> is they're... Are just a massive dickhead. Um, <laughs> like you go, oh, so what's he like? And you're like, oh, you know, he's a bit of a character. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to speak to him now. Yeah. And it's like saying, well, yeah, she's pretty enthusiastic. That means she's incredibly annoying. <laughs> um, which I don't think. I don't, also, think, I don't think Nikki is incredibly annoying. Um, but it's just one of those things. It just feels like it's just that's not how you put over a, a number yeah. one contender. Exactly. No more contender to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Enthusiastic Nikki Cross. It was it's just a bit weird, that one. Uh, but something I really did like later on that really furthered this feud um, was a backstage segment. Bailey and Banks were celebrating, being like, we're heels, we're the best. We're going to win all the titles and there's nothing anyone can do about it. We're going to hold all the gold. We're the best. La, 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 la. Um, mm. And then uh, it cuts to Alexa and Nikki, who are watching them on like a, a monitor. And uh, and then something really weird happened, which was some really great character work from Nikki Cross. And it really, yeah. really kind of put over what she's fighting for. Really wish they'd done this earlier in the feud, but hey-ho. And she was saying, like, look, I keep losing all the time. I, I'm letting down people back at home in Scotland. My family, they're watching every week, and I just keep losing. I don't know whether I can beat Bailey anymore. And Alexa's like, look, you, I know you can do it. And Nikki was like, hey, Alexa, look, I love you to bits. You know that. But you get loads more opportunities than I do. 
yeah. this is like my one chance that I've got to get this title. And I, I don't know if I can do it anymore. I don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. then uh, she hears uh, Bailey and Banks laughing in the corridor and she just kind of goes crazy and just goes straight after Bailey and just starts, you know, wailing into her. I thought it was really, really effective. And it made me invested in the babyface character of Nikki Cross. I just mm. wish they'd done this earlier in the story and then built off it rather than as a last minute, like, oh, and also she's got this really cool character trait. Yeah. No, it was a really nice change of tone from mm. yeah. what, what we get normally with those two, which is, oh, you're Scottish and crazy. Um, to actually, do you know what? No, I'm an actual person here, and this is my mm. this is my opportunity. And if I don't win here, I may not get another one for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then then again, she was like, oh, but actually, I'm just still pretty wacky. Um, I, mean, I think there was another side to it. Instead of being like, oh, I'm just wacky, I'm gonna go crazy. It felt like to me there was some really like pent up aggression that mm. when she went after Bailey and attacked, it wasn't just like wacky Nikki Cross. It was like, no, I'm actually kind of pissed off now. I really need to win this title. Stop and laughing in my face. This is my one chance I've got. Did did you sort of think that possibly because obviously she was going, well, do you know what, Alexa? No, because you, you get all these opportunities. I don't get all these opportunities. So do you think they're sowing seeds for a Biggie heel turn? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Big, <laughs> Biggie heel turn confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that there's possible there's possibilities, I think, across the SmackDown roster for several across. acts. Across the SmackDown roster for several acts to implode. Mm. Whether, you know, they've completely dropped the hacker storyline, it seems, uh, which is unfortunate. No, no, it, it culminated this week. Did you not see, like, Bill Gates, Barack of Obama, course, yeah. they were all hacked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know whether that was supposed to play into it, but there's a lot of seeds still being sown of potential dissension with people. I don't know whether they're waiting for the hacker storyline until, you know, fans come back or whatever mm. it may be. Um, but, yeah, it, it just seems like they've still got lots of plates spinning of teams being kind of a little bit rocky with, like, you know, Miz and Morrison in the show where Morrison was like, I don't really want to face Braun. But, you know, what's really cool if someone steps in for them when they don't want to do it? And Miz was like, <laughs> yeah, anyway. And then, like, you know, they, there's a little bit of tension there. There was, yeah. you know, as we mentioned, the the, the Bliss and Cross stuff, obviously Bailey and Banks. There's a lot of, like, tag teams that could split. So, yeah, but I, I really liked... This character from Nikki Cross, like you said, it was it was really nice to see a human rather than just the character. It felt very real, and it actually made me invested in their match. I'm curious because I want Bailey to win this match, but I want to see what happens to Nikki when she loses. Mm. That that's what I'm curious to see how it's going to affect her character going forward. So yeah, this made me really invested to see the match tomorrow, which is really what it's all about. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? And you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies could only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above Ledge Hammers on Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. There's a bunch of extra bonus content. It's just gone live for this month, WrestleTalk Extra, which is uh, WCPW's Built to Destroy 2016 with Luke and Adam Blompier. Oh. Adam, of course, was there in the corner mm. uh, of Rampage, uh, in the corner of uh, Big Demo, sorry, uh, Killian Dane uh, in the main event. Uh, so he talks about his experiences with WCPW, what it was like for him and all that stuff. And that's available at the $5 tier and above. So it's well worth your time. Uh, Absolutely. But for the... For the $25 and above tier, you get your own custom wrestling name, and it gets read out on a show just like this one. So thank you to Fug Life, Andreas Fugalister. Fuglist, Fug... Fuglistala. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Pete. That was a really well run out. I did it. I did it. Um, the Long Con, Josh Conley. Woo! Thank you very much. Very nice. Uh, have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Oh, sherry Martel. Really funny. Uh, Robert Spencer, period. Thank you very much. Woo. 
just incredible Edelheights. Oh, Woo! he is incredible. Much. Yeah. We're going on a Brian Huntley. There we are. Straight on the Brian Huntley. Vito Ventura, pet detective. <gasps> Thank you very much. Marcus, he's got a Soul Campbell. It's a football joke. It is a football joke. Soul Campbell. Jam that James Dillon. Woo! Thank you very oh, much. Oh, yeah. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zmir. Say it properly. Zmizuski, Zmizuski. <laughs> the Harbinger, Doom Lion. Oh, wonderful. And finally for this week, it's Robin oh, Banks, Lee Roberts. I, I just saw that had two R's in it. I was like, oh, come on. Oh, thank, thank you very you, much, idiot. everyone. Thank you, Play Chambers. But now we should talk about the rest of the show. So the show opened up with quite a different a different way to start the show off, where everyone kind of got a little promo time. They had a little montage of basically everyone that's going to be on the show, except Lacey Evans not, and yeah, Naomi. Not, not, not quite everyone. Not quite everyone, but not, not Lacey Evans and Naomi, but mm. basically everyone else that was going to be on the show. They each had like a little promo segment, and AJ Styles would be like, I'm going to beat Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle said, I'm going to beat AJ Styles. John Morrison said, I'm terrified to face Braun Strowman. Uh, and Braun was like, Rrr. Uh, and, you know, New Day were saying we're great. Cesaro and Nakamura saying we're going to beat them and we're going to pick the stipulation for the Extreme Rules match. I quite like this. I thought yeah. it, it gave them all a bit of promo time, which is always good to put over characters. Uh, no one really overstayed their welcome. And it felt different. It felt like a different way to start the show, which is always an interesting way to go. Absolutely. No, it was a really nice sort of it was it was unexpected. And to be honest, at this point, I'm I'm just happy to be surprised. Yes, exactly. And it's better than what they did last week, which is always, you know, that's, that's absolutely a, yeah. We good week, start. Week by week. If they'd started the show with everyone singing karaoke, mm. uh, that would have been worse. Yes, um, exactly. But but no, instead I... we got uh that and then we got uh, Biggie versus Cesaro. Mm, yes. Um, something I will say as well is Matt Riddle saying, what does AJ stand for? Arrogant jackass? I was like, nah, mm. nice, bro. It's not, it's, not, it's not the best line, but that's fine. It's fine. I'll take my wins where I can get them. It mm. was a good start. Um, but yes, like you said, it uh, started off with Cesaro versus Big E with the winner picking the stipulation extreme rules between a tables match and a steel cage match. I wonder which, which one they're going to pick. Yeah. <laughs> Which one do you reckon, Pete? <laughs> They've been building the whole feud around table spots and building to a tables match. And then they said that there was like a poll or something and it was too close to call between a tables I would match have, and a steel I would have cage loved it if they'd, I'd have loved it if they'd gone, actually, we're actually just going to do a steel cage match. Steel cage, we'd actually, yeah. you know, We'd prefer that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but I thought this match was pretty good. Um, nothing, nothing wrong with it at all. I really like Cesaro. Really like Big E. His diving corkscrew uppercut is still one of my favorite moves in wrestling because it's just so pretty. I love it so much. Um, and the finish I thought made people look smart for once. It made the heels look smart, which is great. Um, because uh, Big E had Cesaro up for a big ending. Uh, Cesaro was trying to counter it, and as he came off, the referee had to kind of duck out the way of Cesaro's legs spinning off of Big E. Um, and in that second, Nakamura jumped up and nailed Biggie with a kick to the side of the head after taking out Kingston previously. 
which allowed Cesaro to hit the neutralizer for the win, uh, mm. which I thought was, was great. It made them look smart and it made Nakamura be like, oh, I've got an opportunity here. Bang, here you go. And then just immediately get out of the way again. It made them look pretty well in sync and a, like a good tag team. It's made them look like an actual threat, which is nice because they it's not like they've just like, oh, they've, they've won this one before the pay-per-view. They've won consistently um, against Kingston and, and Big E. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 I still don't think they're going to win somehow because they've been they've sort of been setting up all the tables and it's it just feels a bit too sudden. I mean, I know they I know the SmackDown tag belts are is basically a hot potato and they will just throw them on whoever they fancy at, at the time. Um, but because they've been building them so strong, I feel like they're going to lose. Mm. Um, also, where's Xavier Woods? A, eh? he's supposed to be back around now. Mm, um, yes. So could this be the Biggie return? Biggie Hills confirmed. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that Xavier can come back and save Kofi. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could like... I don't know, let's say they put Nakamura through a table, they win, then they start getting beat down on, and then out comes Woods for the save. How about that? Sounds pretty good to me, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I don't know of the, the rules of the match necessarily. I don't know whether it's going to be like elimination style. If one person gets put through a table, does everyone lose, or is it going to be that person's eliminated? Is that a, and is then... that a thing? It, it's been a thing, I'm fairly certain beforehand. Uh, I'm hoping that's the way it goes anyway, because I think that's more fun um but yeah i'm i'm still really excited for the match regardless i think it could potentially steal the show if they want it to mm-hmm. um it i like it if it gets some time um i i really enjoyed the fact that yeah cesaro uh picks up the win and then they go to get a table out to repeat the spot and the commentary's like are they gonna pick tables or a steel cage it's like <laughs> i wonder i re- i really wonder what they're gonna pick which of the uh which of the commentators from yorkshire sorry i don't, I don't know I can't pick table or steel cage. <laughs> I don't know, um, Michael. And, the, and then they have the goal to do quite a long backstage segment with Cesaro and Nakamura being like, you know, we really could pick a steel cage. I, I, I like the sound of a steel cage. But, you know, then again, I don't really like the sound of Biggie jarring about it. So what I really like was putting him through a table so you know what it's going to be. A tables match. Because so. if it was a steel nice. cage, it would have to be a like a tornado tag match because yeah, you so can't you can, barely, be like, uh, you can barely stand on the apron in a uh on a tank in a <laughs> yeah. steel cage yeah um but uh yeah it was really cool honestly i'm really excited for this match i hope that cesaro and nakamura win i want to see him as tag champs honestly and i think new day are doing absolutely nothing with the tag belts right now so yeah to put them on a team that could potentially do something would be great. And maybe they could have some other chance. Maybe push Lucha House Pie because they're pretty good. Give them, give them a proper title shot and a push. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah. I hope they bring back um, everyone but Jackson Riker as well from uh, mm. Forgotten Sons because that's a real shame for uh, Cutler and, and his mate. <laughs> Blake. Blake. <laughs> Wesley Blake. Yeah. yeah. God. Anyway. They bring them back. Um, yeah, me too, because they're actually pretty good. I quite yeah. like them, um, Bar Riker. Uh, Baron Corbin was backstage cutting a promo, and he says that Riddle is bad, and the uh, I think it was Kayla Braxton who was doing the interviewing for this one, uh, and she said, oh, so Riddle's win in his debut match means nothing, and honestly, I'm quite liking the interviewers having a little bit more personality. We've had yeah. uh, Sarah Schreiber-Schreiber Shri- 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 last week, 
you know, when AJ was just like, who is Riddle ever beat? And the, the interview like, goes, you. you, in his debut week. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, I, I really, I like them kind of coming back to the wrestlers a bit more. And Gator mm. Braxton just be like, what? So you're saying that Matt Riddle's win in his debut week means nothing? And Corbin was like, hey, he's, yeah, shut up. While, yeah, I mean, what, while I give myself, uh, sorry, just going back to the, um, to, to sort of for Baron Corbin. Uh, mm. While I give myself credit for predicting the tables match a few weeks ago, I give I give you credit, Pete, for uh, predicting Baron Corbin's actions later in later in the night. Uh, well, I was I was half right. Yes. I wasn't completely right. Which you know what? Again, I'll take the win for yes. that one. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, he basically just says Riddle is bad. Great. Um, and then we had the Moment of Bliss segment that we've already spoken about and the tag match. We then had a Firefly Funhouse, um, which mm-hmm. wasn't really a Firefly Funhouse. It was just a promo. Um, but it was old school Bray Wyatt from the swamp in a classically brilliant Bray Wyatt promo, just saying, you know, I need to uh, destroy the monster that I've created, uh, throwing in all these clips from their time in the Wyatt family together and saying that, you know, Strowman needs to come home. And when he set foot on this hallowed ground and all that stuff. That yeah, yeah. Um, the kind of break yeah, right now, which is in the... Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was that was that was pretty good. Um, it does actually make me quite excited for the swamp fight, honestly, and with the stuff that came afterwards as well. I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Uh, weirdly, a little note that that I've got out there. This here's a prediction for you. Um, in all the video clips that they threw over this uh this promo, they were all clips of Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and Eric Rowan. No Luke Harper, but Eric no. Rowan was included. So I mean. Eric Rowan's no compete, non compete clause did expire this week, um, and from what I understand, the match was recorded yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would still have been expired. They may well have gone, "Hey, do you want an extra day's work?" Um, See, so yeah, I absolutely wouldn't be surprised, but but technically, he, it has expired, um, yes, so he totally. he is no longer under contract. Mm-hmm. Unless he's resigned and we just don't know about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Eric Rowan show up in the swamp fight, even as a little cameo to just be like, if there's some sort of, you know, weird just, just psychological backstroke, just backstroking segment. through the swamp at the back. Hello. Perfect, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if it's some sort of psychological weird memory thing from Braun, and then it cuts to like Eric Rowan just comes in, just being like run or whatever, yeah, and yeah. then he just leaves. You know, whatever. That's fine. Um, I could totally see that happening. Um, but then, yeah, immediately after that, quite like what came next was Braun Strowman facing John Morrison. And before the show, John Morrison was putting over how terrified he is to face Braun. Braun came out onto the stage and cut a very fiery promo, which it was very strange. He did cut it towards Morrison because he didn't actually say anything to Morrison. It was just about the swamp fight. But he was just saying, I need to go back to the swamp to destroy Bray Wyatt before he becomes the Fiend because the Fiend is an amalgamation of all the bad choices I've made in my life and I can't let that happen. So I need to go back home and I need to destroy Bray Wyatt. He was basically shouting this whole thing, uh, the whole promo. Then I kind of threw the mic to the side, went into the ring. The only thing I don't like is that he squashed Morrison in a matter of about a minute, which which especially just a week after Morrison had such a good match with Matt Riddle. Because then it just makes Matt Riddle look like a chump for taking so long to beat Morrison. And yeah. if you want, if you want to push Matt Riddle as a potentially universal title challenger, uh, don't give 
here give give the, the champion the same opponent that he mm -hmm. just sort of struggled to beat. Yeah. And I, I half understand it because it would be super weird if there was just some enhancement talent that was facing Braun, because that mm. that he's a universal champion. So I get you've got to have someone, but I felt like there could have been someone better than John Morrison, who who, like you said, had such a great match with Matt Riddle last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I did like though, aside from the fact it was John Morrison. Braun's offense in this match was really, really good. I thought yeah. he looked super intimidating. He was absolutely annihilating Morrison. And the whole time he was doing like a maniacal laugh. He even whacked out the old black sheep triangle choke hole mm. thing that used to be his finisher when he first debuted in the Wyatt family. And the whole time he was just being super aggressive, super like intimidating and beating him down. And then, yeah, did that chokehold, power slammed him, pinned him, then picked up the mic and did in his super duper deep intimidating voice, just saying like, Bray Wyatt, I hope you're watching. I'm coming home. I was like, I want to see that match now. So yep. good job, WWE. It's, it's going to really be a lot. Of, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super into it now. Um, yeah, and then Morrison got stretched out, and I was like, "Wait, what? Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> he didn't take any more offense than a jobber normally takes for their, you know, a normal enhancement matches." But yeah, Morrison got well. The stretcher came out. He walked out under his own power, but the stretcher came out to take him out. I was like, "What is going on?" Um, but hey ho. Uh, and then after that, we got a recap of the karaoke showdown segment. Get that off my screen. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was terrible. Uh, and then um, we had. Lacey Evans promo that was one line and she just said after tonight Naomi's glow will be nothing but a little sparkle and that yes. was it yeah so the reason that they didn't have a promo at the start I think was because uh and correct me if I'm wrong but I think the promo would have been Lacey Evans Naomi is a nasty uh and then Naomi comes on and goes Lacey Evans is going to feel the glow and that is wrong. it. That is all they would have had. So I, I don't, I, I can see why they weren't given promos because mm -hmm. this is such a. I mean, I just don't care about this crazy idea. Maybe make people care about it. Give them something yeah. different than their one-liners that they normally have. Um, but I'm yeah. a mark Pete, and therefore I get angry and That's I, true, I yeah. don't care. But we I are just, the world's best nitpickers. Like there was one good thing in this match. Uh, and that yeah. was the the kind of how Lacey tied, yeah, the, the way it ended, uh, the 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 way that Lacey tied Naomi's hair around the rope, and then Naomi had to undo Inventive it, spot. and then she just punched her in the face. But yeah, mm -hmm. it was a few minutes, and if that, why should I care about this match? Totally. And weirdly, they've been doing you know fake crowd noise for the whole show. Didn't mm. do any for this match. It's like yeah. what. You're actively making me not it. care. Yeah it, yeah, it makes no sense. They These two are two really good athletes in the ring, and they've been reduced to squabbling over karaoke. And yes, Lacey Evans did, in fact, turn heel because she lost karaoke. That's, that's a, an actual heel turn that's happened now. She was super heel in this match. Like, like I said, she grabbed Naomi's hair and tied it around the, the rope and Naomi had to untie it. And then she women's right at her straight in the face. Like It's genuinely, it's the best heel turn in WWE in the last month. <laughs> I think it's probably uh, the only one, but it's the sure. best. Yeah, why not? Um, then after that, we got a backstage promo from Jeff Hardy, who uh, was just saying that, you know, fighting Shameless is like fighting addiction, man. It's... Whatever it comes at you when you least expect it, or whatever he said. 
Yeah. And then Seamus comes in and bro kicks him to hell and back. Oh it my was God. hilarious. It was it, like the camera work here was so funny because <laughs> all you see is just this boot come across. <laughs> like it's, it's so cartoony, but I really enjoyed it. It's, it's um, amazing, yeah. Check Pete's news video later for just a screenshot of the moment that it connects, uh, yeah. which I had a lot of fun uh, grabbing earlier. I was screenshotting it, just kind of, I, I was having to like go, Play pause, play pause, play pause. There's the boot. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, that and, was and fun. Then, like, looked like a great um, bro kick as well. It was yeah. very cool. Uh, weirdly, it doesn't seem like they're fighting at Extreme Rules because uh, Seamus said he'll see him next week on SmackDown. It, it may be a case they haven't had an opportunity to film it yet. Yeah, which, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, after that, we had the Bailey and Banks backstage stuff with the Nikki Cross Alexa stuff. And then finally, we had the main event, which was Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, which felt like a big deal. Uh, much more of a big deal than Gulak versus Styles ever was, um, yeah. which I really appreciated. And I thought the match was pretty good. And they, they both reminded each other, hey, we're really good wrestlers, which is nice. Mm. Uh, they got both got some cool spots. And I quite liked the finish. Um, which was uh, AJ Styles had in the calf crusher after he'd been working over Matt Riddle's leg for most of the match. Uh, had the calf crusher in. Uh, Matt Riddle counted into the bro mission, which is really cool. Uh, but then Styles managed to roll up Riddle uh, from the bro mission for the win, uh, which I think was the right choice to have AJ retain right now. I think it might have been a bit too soon. I'd, I'd like, I'd still like Riddle to win the IC title at some point, but I think maybe a bit more story first. I don't think he's going to win it though because he's entering a feud with Baron Bloody Corbin. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought the match was pretty good. After the match, they had a little handshake, which was nice. I was like, oh, AJ's doing a bit of respect, which is cool. Uh, and then Baron Corbin came out and attacked uh, Pat Riddle, and then AJ just went, all right, and just walked away. <laughs> so, oh, so you're not turning face. Okay, that's nice. Um, but uh, yeah, then Baron Corbin hit, hit an end of days, and that was the end of the show. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of that finish because that's building to a match that isn't on Extreme Rules, and this is the Extreme Rules go home show. At the time of recording, that's not a match on the Extreme Rules card. So yeah. why end the show with that? It was a bit weird. Um, but You've got to have Baron Corbin end the show. Of course you do, yeah. I mean, I understand finishing with the IC title match because it's an IC title match. And like I said, for, for Gulag Styles, I thought that should have been the main event. I agree that this should be the main event, but then have something at the end of it that builds to an actual Extreme Rules match rather than anything else that's involving Baron Corbin. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that ending, but I thought the match was good. And at least we're going to take this win. At least Corbin didn't interfere in the match. At least yes. it wasn't a DQ finish. And at least it wasn't a distraction finish to help Styles retain. Styles won clean. Riddle still looks strong in defeat. I'll take that win, honestly. Take that W when um, I can. Absolutely. Yeah. Great match. Whatever with the finish, I like Corbin was always going to get involved, so I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But, uh, yeah, like overall, a much better show than last week. Oh, so much better, but still, still things to improve on. But, yeah, I would say, I'd say for me, SmackDown in the middle, uh, three out of five. Same for me as well. Uh, it was a solid go-home show. Some of the angles got me interested in Extreme Rules, which is good, but it just kind of lacked that big kind of cliffhanger, big killer angle where you're like, ooh, I really want to watch Extreme yeah. Rules. And I was like, it was coming. So I was like, oh, I'm quite interested. But it wasn't like a big like, oh my God, I want to watch Extreme Rules. Uh, so yeah, for me, three out of five as well. Yeah. 
So, Datsun, as you alluded to in the intro of the show, you told me that you were in pain. I'm in pain, Pete. Now... Yeah. Is it is it physical? Is it mental? It, is it it's, spiritual? It's physical. Emotional? It's probably all of them, really, but it's mm. main, mainly physical. Okay. Uh, so, for the... Because, obviously, because of lockdown... Um, I am a sporty gentleman. I play a lot of sports, uh, but because of lockdown, I have not been able to play sports. And therefore, it's been about three months, maybe even closer to four since I've played a sport. Um, so my body uh, has kind of gone into a, ha, this guy's lazy mode. Um, so, but I had my first cricket match of this season on Thursday. And I know a lot of people screaming out right now, like, wow, cricket, you just stand in a field. You don't do anything. Yeah, but you do actually do things. And following that match, I can barely move. I, I have uh, delayed onset muscle soreness, whatever it's called, mm -hmm. DOMS, DOMS. Uh, to the point where this morning I had to kind of roll out of bed so that my legs hit the ground first because I couldn't actually lift my legs up out of bed and put them on the ground um and then i went to the toilet sat on it and then i was like oh no and now i'm gonna have to try and get off the <laughs> toilet um yeah it's been a struggle but then immediately yeah. after this podcast uh i'm going to play another match a twice as long match um and i i don't quite know how it's gonna happen i might just have to grit uh, grit my teeth and, mm -hmm. and bear it but that's not the only pain i'm in pete because mm -hmm. yesterday morning, uh, shortly before I started work, I uh, was going to have a, a carrot. And I thought, well, do, what, do you know what I need for a carrot? I need my new, I need my new peeler um, mm -hmm. because I don't know what happened to my old one. It's gone missing. So I bought myself a new peeler. Mm. Um, but the issue was, Pete, that the peeler was attached to a piece of cardboard with... Uh, to cable ties mm -hmm. uh, so and I and my scissors were currently in the dishwasher and the dishwasher was running so I thought okay well I'm gonna have to use a knife um, so in this situation I have a knife I have a very sharp new brand new peeler and I have some cable ties and I have some cardboard Pete, what do you think I sliced my finger open on <laughs> out of those multiple choice again this week. those four things was it a the knife the very sharp knife was it b the incredibly sharp potato peeler was it c the very sharp edge of the cable tie that I just cut or was it d the piece of cardboard now i do know the answer to this already mm. and from the way you've set it up it looks like it's going to be the cardboard it was the cardboard p and not only because mm. you know often you get like a paper cut and it's like oh that's annoying and it's, it's it's probably a couple of millimeters long this is like two centimeters long along my <laughs> finger. You can't see it here, but it, it, in the but I, I I promise you, I'm wearing a a band aid, a plaster for uh, people who speak English, um, <laughs> and yeah. So it it was just one of those things, and you know the feeling of a paper cut where you just feel your skin just get sliced. And you're thinking, oh no, so you're just, <laughs> that one um, hurts. And that one hurt, yeah. And I just I tweeted about it saying like and, and you just gotta think about this, Pete. Every second of every day, it's counting down to your next paper cut. And that is how you should live life because they are so annoying because they're not that painful. It was just more like a oh crap, I've got a paper cut. But they're just kind of 
there for ages. That, and it's right, and it's on your. It's always on the tip of your finger or somewhere where you use it a lot. So what you're saying is, paper cuts are Datsun world injuries. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're, I'm going to. They're not that. painful. They are just really inconvenient. Yeah. It's like um, I don't know. It's like when you stub your toe, toe, and immediately shout "ouch" because mm-hmm. you just that's just your body's reaction to stubbing your toe, and you go, "Huh." That didn't actually hurt at all. Um, it's just little. What, what else? What What are other injuries that aren't painful but are annoying? Um, like getting a ha- like getting a hangnail can be pretty annoying. I'm just on the edge yeah. of your fingernail, but they yeah. can also be like if you try and pull it pull it off, then you Ooh, manage no, to pull bad. off the entire side of your finger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got yeah a little bit of a skin left on the side of my thumb Ooh. that is just left over from the nail kind of thing. Caught that on my t-shirt this morning, which was super duper rad. Yeah, that was. Man, we are thrilling humans. We really are. Yeah, but I mean, Pete... if, if if our biggest problems are that we we've got a paper cut and we caught a bit of skin this morning, well, we're doing okay. I think. Here's another problem, Pete, and this is one that I'm mm. sure other people have had. Mm. Uh, I was wearing my dressing gown this morning, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure this happens to people who wear baggy t-shirts, baggy jumpers, anything with like something that can get caught, like a sleeve or a hoop have you ever walked through a doorway and then <laughs> caught your sleeve or belt loop or something on the door handle yes and then just like fallen over backwards basically <laughs> yep. it is one of the most irritating things because in the first few seconds you have no idea what's happened especially when you're like at home alone because you're like oh my god who's grabbed me um you suddenly have lost all concept of gravity caught in my sleeve and i just started like falling backwards thinking oh no i'm being pulled into the pits of hell um it was just the door handle but yep. yeah it's one of those, those confusing moments in life where you just don't know what's happened for a second yeah um but pete Hello. you were actually ill yesterday tell me tell I me was. all about that I had to have a day off yesterday because Whoa. I felt terrible. Uh, yeah, I I a woke day up off on about... the sunniest day of the year, Pete. That's a that's a coincidence. Yeah, and act like I went outside. Like... Yeah, <laughs> come on, Pete. <laughs> Was lying there for most of the day on the sofa, just being like, ah, and that was about my day, really. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I woke up at about three o'clock in the morning, mm. which is about three hours earlier than I wanted to wake up. Um, and I just felt really, really sick. Had a big headache, couldn't get back to sleep. Um, so I stayed up for a little bit. And when I got to about half past five-ish, um, was just sitting on the sofa, eyes barely open because I was so tired, but I couldn't get back to sleep. Um, was just barely maintaining consciousness on the sofa. I just messaged Ollie just being like, hey, man, there's no way I can write a script this morning for the yeah. news. Like, I, I, I just can't. I'm just going to have to take a day. Um and very graciously, he was like, cool. And then later on, he was like, can you still make a thumbnail, though? I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, I, got, I, I had to get the images for the, for the video. And I don't know if you saw, yeah. but for some reason, Ollie decided to list about 30 wrestlers in that script. Yep. So normally, a, let, let, for, for viewers, the, a, a news video will have... This is, sort this is of really peeling back the curtain. Here we around go. 35, 40 images. Yeah. Uh, this one had 61 images. And I was there for so long because he was like, oh, yes. And the people who were released on April 15th were Rusev, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, EC3. I was like, no, Ollie, what are you doing? I don't want to grab an image for every single one. And Simon, our editor, was like, what? 
See, the thing is, though, I don't mind getting images like that because it's very easy to just get pictures of people. It's when mm. it's really specific images that you have to get. That's when it then that's when it's like, oh, I've got to get 45 images and all of them are very specific moments in wrestling history. And it's like three weeks ago on Raw, Asuka yeah. did this one specific slap. And I'm like, what? Well, uh, <laughs> I've got to get a picture of that now great yeah um, well well I'm, I'm glad you're you're feeling better p if, if it helps I, yeah. I i fully appreciate the the feeling of waking up at three o'clock in the morning with a massive headache it is mm. it is one of my fate is one of my clearly i do it so often that it clearly is one of my favorite things to do um yeah, luckily i'm now addicted to painkillers so i i can just uh i can just eat them all uh and then i can oh, uh, uh i can just uh uh get rid of it by morning but um mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't uh, haven't had the best sleep in the last two nights because my body. Every time I moved, my body's gone. No. <laughs> um, I also managed to on at the match like skin my knee, um, right. so I have very little skin on my left knee and a lot of it's not pus. Because I told my friend that I had my doctor friend that I had pus coming out of my knee. He said, "Oh no, no, it's not pus." He said, "It's it's some kind of." skin fluid that comes out when you like remove a layer of skin uh, which is bright like like tango like fanta yellow <laughs> it is it is it's like like you've got a lemon sweet and just Amazing. melted it and put it on yeah. my knee yeah it mm -hmm. is pretty rank speaking yeah, of rank, uh i think i think i think we have a snack clash or possibly it isn't as rank as 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 we, we do, think. yes, we do have a snack clash. Good remember, good uh, memory, because I totally forgot about it. Yes, we have an email here. We haven't done snack clash in quite a while. Uh, but mm. We've got an email here from David. Uh, emails in says, "Hello, Chopper Pete and Randy Andy. I've really enjoyed all the different foods everyone has been sharing for the snack clash stories. I wanted to share mine with you. For mine, what I do is cook chicken breast on the stove with my various spices. Sounds good so far. Toast a bagel. Pretty cool." and put cream cheese on it. When the chicken is cooked, I put mozzarella on it and put chicken on the bagel with the cream cheese. I love it, and it tastes really good. If you like how it sounds, you should give it a try. I mean... See, I think... You, I, like, not that bad. No, 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 no. So, like... I, f I feel like Snack Clash has almost turned into, here's a snack I like. Yes. Uh, yeah. Rather than, here's some weird things that I like. However, yeah. that does sound really nice. That does sound really good. I would love, <laughs> yeah. right now, I would love a chicken bagel with mozzarella. I'm not that big on cream cheese, but I like. I feel like it would go quite well with, with the chick, like, like the spiced chicken. Um, and if it's just like a thin, thin, like almost like a butter layer of mm -hmm. it on the bottom, I feel like that could be really nice. If you'd said, I then, I don't know, dip it in porridge. Um, <laughs> or I then, I then like... Uh, put it in a bowl of custard and then uh, and microwave it for three minutes or something like that. I'd have gone, whoa, man, you are crazy. Yeah. But actually, that just sounds like a really nice meal. Who was who? Exactly, sorry, who was the yeah. sender? It was David. David De La Cruz. David De La Cruz. That sounds lovely. Uh, if you would like to come around my house right now and make it for me, uh, I would love that because currently mm. I, I lack the ability to walk over to the stove. Yeah. Uh, he signs off the email just saying, thanks for all the content you guys put out. Be safe in quarantine life. Thank you for the email, David. Mm. And if anyone else would like to email in, support at wrestletalk.com pretty please. 
Um, we'd love some uh, some more emails to read out on the podcast episode, yeah. so we don't have to talk about our weird, gross injuries. Yeah, all the it doesn't time. doesn't have to be snack clash. It can be literally anything. Anything it can that's be, not wrestling. It can be insulting Pete. It can be belittling Pete. It could be. It could basically anything towards Pete. I mean, and also you can tell me how great I am. Anyway, uh, yeah, support Avrastalk.com. If you want to do Snack Clash, by the way, the point of it, if you haven't heard where it actually came from, uh, you just need to email in your weird, weird uh, food combinations that you have that everyone would hear and be like, oh, that's kind of gross. But you stand by it and say that this, this is the snack that I like. Um, so yeah, email in if, you, if, you, if you've got one of them, support at WrestleTalk.com. Uh, but anyway, that's probably all the time we've got this episode of the SmackDown Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We've got Extreme Rules tomorrow, so there'll be a review uh, of that going up on Monday. Uh, and uh, it's Slammiversary tomorrow as well. I don't think there'll be a podcast episode uh, review of it, but there will be uh, a short review on the YouTube channel tomorrow, um, I believe. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. Uh, and then we're getting into the cycle for whatever's next. Probably SummerSlam, I guess. Yeah, NXT. Big one. And NXT, yeah. Crikey. Um, yeah, well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.